following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Fantasy Beasts and where to find them. The Fantasy Football Podcast. We have made it, guys. It's officially week one of the 2022 NFL season. We're going to talk about some matchups we like this week, some matchups we maybe don't like. We're also going to discuss Thursday night's action as we got a chance to really see it and we got a chance to, to catch where we went here. The Buffalo Bills beat up. And I mean beat up, beat up, beat up on the L.A. Rams here, guys. A big victory, a moral victory. The Bills uh, go in Super Bowl favorites and knock off the defending Super Bowl champions 31-10. Big game for Josh Allen on the night. 26 of 31 for 297 yards. Three touchdowns, two picks. One of those picks by far his own fault. One of those picks not his fault. Uh, Leads away rushing, 10 rushes, 56 yards. Devin Singletary has eight rushes for 48 yards, a nice six-yard per carry average there. Stephon Diggs, eight of 122, one touchdown, absolutely making Jalen Ramsey look like a fool. Gabe Davis, four of 88 for a touchdown. Uh, the Bills defense really humming on all cylinders last night. Von Miller with two sacks on the game. Jordan Phillips with a sack and a half. A.J. Apinesa with a sack and a half. Boogie Basham with a sack. The L.A. Rams on the opposite end. Matt Stafford goes 29-41. 241 touchdown, three picks. He was sacked seven times on the night. Darrell Henderson leads the way. 13 rushes, 47 yards. Cam Aker gets three rushes, zero yards. Cooper Cup, one, or 13 catches, 128 yards and a touchdown. He is right back on pace for where he was last year. Taylor Higby, the next guy there, five of 39. Um, other than that, I mean, we already talked about Aker disappearing. Allen Robinson, the next guy disappeared. One catch, 12 yards. That's all he does on the night. Not a lovely game if you're a Rams fan. Not that there are many of you. But we're seeing it happen here, man. Um, the Rams got to the Bills twice last night. Wagner with a sack and Aaron Donald with a sack. But that being said, we're on to some of the picks, some of the stuff we like more this week here. Um, Get to kind of talk about options, players, quarterbacks. I will start it off here. A guy who, if you're in a weak spot, maybe you ended up with him, or if you're on the fence about starting him, I like Trevor Lawrence this week. Trevor Lawrence faces the Washington Commanders. They were dead last in the league last year in terms of points against by fantasy quarterbacks in standard format leagues. Uh, Trevor Lawrence really started to step up in the back half of the year. Obviously, a notable win against the Colts. Keeps him out of the playoffs. And you're hoping you get that second-year movement here. So we get to see where that goes. Uh, my second guy that I'm shouldering a lot of load with in daily fantasy, Jameis Winston. 
Yes, I know it's ACL tear, but let's be fair. He should be able to come back pretty solidly from there. So we get to see him come back. He's actually got three receivers versus none last year. Michael Thomas not there. Uh, the draft Chris Olave, and they also go out on a whim and get Jarvis Landry versus last year. They had uh, Lil Jordan Humphreys, Deontay Harris, and uh, maybe that that's honestly probably it. <sighs> So I like Jameis Winston, especially in a spot start, especially in daily fantasy this week or this year. Um, next one on the list, obviously, if you've got him, you're going to play him. But Kyler Murray, a good matchup against the Chiefs. Chiefs have lost probably more in the secondary than they've gained this year, and they already weren't good last year. The Jets, I'm not going to put on this list. The Jets were god awful last year. Lamar doesn't throw often as is. You know he's going to produce points, and it's going to be on the ground. But Sauce Gardner was not targeted once in the preseason. Sauce Gardner looks like he's going to be the real deal in this league. Um, the Ravens allowed a lot of points, but the Ravens also didn't have half of their defense last year. And they're facing Joe Flacco, and I'm gonna, I'm sooner going to shit my pants than I'm going to go to bat for Joe Flacco being a quality starter. I've actually got him under 220 yards um, in a couple parlays. The, I mean, Minnesota was putrid last year they all obviously they're facing Aaron Rodgers Rodgers doesn't have really any receivers that are healthy Alan Lazard's now downgraded to doubtful but it's a better option uh obviously if you have Rodgers you're gonna play him so Detroit was on this list I think Detroit's a little healthier I don't really necessarily need to run against Detroit here um that matchup in itself you get the Eagles Jalen Hurts is gonna be good but I think that the Detroit secondary is going to be better than it was last year. The Jaguars are on there. Hit and miss, man. Um, Carson Wentz obviously going to look to make a step forward. I think the Jaguars have that game pretty sealed, though. Um, in terms of people I don't necessarily want to see you go with, obviously Matt Stafford would be on that list. New England was a tough team. They uh, they got people pretty, pretty honest last year at quarterback, which was weird for... I mean, granted, they had J.C. Jackson at least, but now they have nobody. So, New England might be the exact opposite. That might be the furthest fall from grace. Denver, I think, stays on that list. Denver's going to have an interesting matchup this week. When they get Seattle, obviously, you're not going to start Geno Smith at all. But if you can get Denver's defense, that's that's a play this week for sure. Uh, The Rams were fourth in the league. Buffalo just kind of tore them up a little. The Saints... This is tough. Saints have lost a couple pieces. I like what Marcus Mariota has done, but I'm not jumping out to go say, hey, you have to start Mariota this year. Um, and Miami, I guess that Mac Jones is really probably going to be a bit of an issue or, or a start you don't really love this year. Um, going to the running backs here. The Jets were the worst in the league last year. Again, quite a bit of defensive injuries there. I don't know if I'm jumping on the J.K. Dobbin train or whoever is getting the ball and getting the start with the Ravens. So I, I'm not capitalizing there. Detroit was second to worst in the league last year. Detroit, as we already discussed, they've got Philadelphia. Again, not a very good running team. It, it seems like it's the, the, the first two best options are going to have the easiest walkthrough. Seattle Seahawks, that's a, a, something we want to exploit. Quite honestly, you're, you're going to have Javante William. You're going to have Melvin Gordon. They should both have a solid game. Russ is going to go for revenge, though. So those running backs look for them to have some points this week from 
the uh, from Denver. The Chargers did not do well last year versus the run. They allowed 2,017 yards. Um, really, really probably the worst team versus the run besides the Jets who allowed 23 rushing touchdowns. Um, but the Chargers, they've, they've got the, the Vegas Raiders. Josh Jacobs is probably the only guy there. So if you've got him and you're, you're kind of stuck on do you do not start him, he's, he's worth at least the flex, if not the running back two job, um, especially versus the Chargers. They worked on the pass rush. They really didn't do much to seal the running game. Next on the list, we have Houston. Houston didn't really make any moves at all. And Jonathan Taylor's playing them, so we can chalk that up. You want to start Jonathan Taylor here. Pittsburgh Steelers. They were also pretty bad on this list here. And they get to see Joe Mixon, who was red hot down the stretch. Mixon's a guy that if you got him, you're going to start him. He was your first-round pick. But that's a daily fantasy guy as well. He's not too expensive. And he should perform like those top two or three guys. Your McCaffrey, Henry, and Taylor. So uh, Joe Mixon, really a guy that I'm intrigued with this week. And uh, last week, I mean, same thing. We just talked about Derrick Henry. He's got the Giants. They were also very bad last year against the run. Opposite end of the spectrum here. Uh, Titans were number one in the league against the run. They allowed just over 1,000 yards. 1,087 to be exact and only nine touchdowns. Uh... I don't think Saquon's getting his, his kickstart coming back here against the Titans this week. The Saints, again, another team. Uh, they had they allowed 12-24 in terms of yards. They allowed seven rushing touchdowns. However, that's not really something that's going to matter. I, it just means you don't get the break out of Tyler Algier right away. I don't think I have to worry about Cordero Patterson. Uh, the Bucks were very, very stout. They have lost in Dominican Sue. They've lost a couple other pieces there on that Bucks defense. I wouldn't necessarily chalk it up that the Bucks are going to be as tough. Then again, it's Zeke and Tony Pollard. It's that rotation, so you kind of never know what you're going to get out of that. The Colts are also very strong. I'm going to keep Damian Pierce in my, in my rev up list just because I think Houston's going to have to do something to try to stay alive. And Pierce has been averaging nine yards a carry in the preseason, so I do love the Damian Pierce option. Cardinals were very tough last year. We're going to keep fading that. I don't need to start Clyde edwards in any situation. Packers were very good last year. I think that's not going to make much of a difference. I think one of the few games that they were tough against every year, or they, were, they had struggles with, was Delvin Cook. So Delvin Cook against the Packers, I'm still probably firing that up. Uh, we're going to leapfrog over to tight end here because I have my quarterbacks or my wide receivers list. Uh, one of the best in the league last year at tight end was the LA Rams. They were the toughest, and for good reason. They gave Buffalo fits. Um, Buffalo was good. Higby didn't have a huge day. Arizona was one of the top teams in the league against tight ends last year. They only allowed 611 yards and two touchdowns all season long. Going to be an interesting battle here. Uh, maybe means Travis Kelsey fires up a little bit slow to start the season off here. So... If you're a Travis Kelsey owner, don't get discouraged. He's got a tough matchup. The Pats, also very strong against tight end. you got Mike Gusecki getting fired up. He's going to be a fringe tight end one. If you've got a better option, maybe not a bad spot to to fire up a backup this week. Uh, especially given the fact that they're missing so many cornerbacks. Miami would be well-reserved to fire at Tyreek Hill and Jalen Motto more often than not. Denver, 
They got Seattle. Seattle doesn't really have a tight end anyways. They have Noah Font. I don't think we have to worry about Noah Font getting many points. Tennessee, they're going to see the Giants, so I think it would be Daniel Bellinger, and he's probably not on anybody's radar anyways. The Bears, a bit of a of an interesting game here. Chicago uh, draws... Chicago draws the 49ers, George Kittle. Kittle can kind of starts the season uh, low. They only allowed 582 yards and five touchdowns last year at tight ends. Uh, so I'm not looking at George Kittle bowl the doors off. Maybe an average week, but nothing too great there. Uh, guys, we're looking to start, though. The Chargers are getting the Raiders. That means fire up your Darren Waller. Decently priced. They didn't really add a whole bunch of linebacker, albeit... Gonna be tough to get the passes off with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa bearing down on you, but I think I'd be okay with Waller there. The Eagles also pretty putrid. It means fire up T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I think Detroit's gonna hang around this game more likely than Philadelphia would like them to. Uh, so if that's the scenario, and you got a guy like Hawk who's shown he can produce in the past, I love that option. The Raiders. We're flipping teams through the bottom three, the Raiders and the Chargers. So that means Gerald Everett's got a pretty good matchup against the uh, the Raiders here. <sighs> the Baltimore Ravens were not good last year. They allowed a whopping 11-24 and eight touchdowns to tight ends. Uh, they will see a guy who actually stopped them out pretty well with the Bengals, C.J. Ozuma, who will get the start. However, again, Joe Flacco's quarterback, so take that with a grain of salt. Um... Cincinnati Bengals, another team that was very bad last year, tight end. They get Pittsburgh. That's a Pat Fairmuth lineup for good. Throw Fairmuth in if you got him and let him stride. Um, the Houston Texans are on this list. I guess if you want, that would be Mo Alley Cox. It might be more of a daily fantasy play than anything. And uh, we'll finish it up here with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Albert Akpaguanam might be worth a flex play if uh, if you're playing a single-game DFS only Monday night or an extended Sunday-Monday slate. Akpaguanam might be worth your cheap price to be able to try to run off that. Uh, but finish it up here, guys. We're going to go to receivers. First and foremost, guys, we don't really love this week. Uh, I mean, if you had to play him, we already have problems with Corey Davis. He'll, he's most likely going to draw Marlon Humphreys. Very tough matchup there for him. Deontay Johnson is going to have a tougher matchup with Chidobe Owuze out of Cincinnati, but it's one of the few tough matchups on that slate. Um, Mike Evans does have Trayvon Diggs. However, we've seen Trayvon Diggs will make two great plays a game and also get burnt for three. Um, DK Metcalf draws Patrick Sertan II. Um, I don't love starting DK this week, quite honestly. Justin Jefferson's going to draw Rasul Douglas. I think he'll be fine. Um, Michael Pittman's going to draw Derek Stingley Jr., the rookie third overall pick. I don't think I need Pittman on that. Uh, Brandon Cooks is about to draw Stephon Gilmore. Brandon Cooks might be worth fading this week. Terry McLaren, very good matchup, though. Tyson Campbell, one of the weaker corners in the league. McLaren looking to prove that he's going to have a bounce-back year after last year's abysmal season. So we want to fire up Terry McLaren if you got him. A.J. Brown also a, D, a very nice matchup against the uh, still-struggling former third overall tight end, or cornerback Jeff Okuda. Um, A.J. Brown looking to make a name as well with a new team this offseason. Jalen Ramsey had his game, didn't look good. Devontae Adam, 
is not going to see J.C. Jackson, if I'm not mistaken. He is not healthy or ready to go, so that would be Asante Samuel slotting in there. Still a tough matchup, but it's Devontae Adam. You play him. Um, Devontae Parker drawing Byron Jones, who was on the weaker side last year. I like Devontae Parker to have a nice game this week. It's, it's a revenge game. You're going back to your old team. You kind of know these guys that you're going against. And Parker, when healthy, was always a very talented receiver. So I say fire up Devontae Parker if you're desperate and or have daily fantasy to go with here. <laughs> Tariq Hill gets the pleasure of drawing Jalen Mills, the new number one corner in New England. We want to fire that up. We want to take advantage of that. Uh, DraftKings has a stat, and it's over under a five and a half receptions. I absolutely am smashing over on that. Um, Sauce Gardner. Rashad Bateman. I'm not touching any of those Baltimore receivers, quite honestly. Um, Cameron Sutton going to draw Jamar Chase. I love that for Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase owners. Keep him fired up. Obviously, you spent a first-rounder on him. You're not going to sit him. Uh, Cortland Sutton drawing Mike Jackson from Seattle. Very strong matchup there. Uh, if you're going into a tight game on Monday and Cortland Sutton's your guy who's in your lineup, you should probably feel a little bit uh, better. That's going to work well for you. Um, AJ Terrell is drawing Chris Olave most likely there in Atlanta. Not exactly a beautiful matchup for the rookie for his first time. Um, George Pickens, the rookie, is drawing Eli Apple. We all can make the jokes. We all can laugh. But most likely, as long as Eli Apple's still covering there, I want to slam George Pickens in. I've got him in a couple FanDuel lineups here. Um, Robbie Anderson expected to see Denzel Ward, uh, providing that doesn't shift because Grady Williams is not playing. So Denzel Ward might slide over to DJ Moore, which might give Greg Newsom. Then again, Greg Newsom looked pretty damn good last week as well, but uh, or last year as well. So Newsom and Ward gonna have to hold it down. Anderson's not gonna have as easy of a day. Uh, Devonta Smith faces Amani Arawari Rie from Detroit. That's a solid matchup for him. Alec Pierce um, going to have a very tough matchup against Steven Nelson. Mac Hollins, obviously nobody had him. Let's be fair. Uh, Kedrick Bourne, if you were still hoping for last year's, don't. He's not going to be worth it. And he's got a very strong matchup there um, with Xavier Howard as number two. Robert Woods, tough matchup against Adoree Jackson. Uh, if you've got Bobby Trees and you're on the fence, you might want to bench him this week. Josh Reynolds will see Darius Slay. Obviously, nobody wants to touch the Darius Slay game. KJ Hamler is, an, is a pick I really like. Fifth-round draft pick, Tariq Woolen. We were very high on him on the show here, and he could still show something, but you, you're a fifth-rounder, and you're very raw. He's going to get the start here. KJ Hamler... Is very lightning quick. So is Tariq Wall, one of the faster corners in the class. But KJ Hamler is going to have a pretty big chance of of exposing that Seattle defense. And I think Hamler is going to be a guy worth uh, your daily fantasy run as well. Um, Zay Jones draws Benjamin Benjamin St. Juiced. Not a bad matchup for him. <sighs> Jarvis Landry finally gets a good matchup in Atlanta. He's going to see Isaiah Oliver in the slot. Might be your top guy out of Atlanta, or out of New Orleans in terms of receiving. Jawan Jennings, daily fantasy stuff here, guys. Jawan Jennings faces a very, very easy matchup in Kendall Vidor. 
D. Eskridge. It's, that's somebody we're telling you right now for Daily Fantasy. Don't even worry about it. Russell Gage, I don't believe uh, he should be playing. He's got Jordan Lewis. It's actually a pretty good and exploitable matchup. Um, Quez Watkins, a guy who Philadelphia really likes. Watkins is going to draw Mike Hughes. That's a pretty favorable matchup for him. KJ Osborne expected to draw Jair Alexander. Don't really look for that. Ugly matchup. Kenny Moore drawing Chris Moore. I don't think anybody was going to start Chris Moore anyways. Uh, Keenan Allen has a good matchup against Amik Robertson. I like Keenan Allen getting fired up. Jacoby Meyer has a good matchup against Nick Needham. Or Nick Needham. In terms of receptions and the yards, I kind of really like Meyer being able to do that. Nick Westbrook, a kind of Tennessee has a very favorable matchup in Darnay Holmes. And if you're a sports book gambler, his over under for yardage on the on the week is like less than twenty. Um, well worth floating your money and throwing that into a parlay somehow. Modern St. Brown have decent matchup against Vontae Maddox. Fire up St. Brown if you got him. Tyler Boyd, a pretty solid matchup against Trey Norwood. Byron Pringle, a guy who I was very intrigued by in DFS, I just couldn't pull the trigger on it, but he has a good matchup against Samuel Womack as well. Um, we'll finish the episode, guys. We're going to talk about uh, one big parlay I've got on the week. If you can throw it in, if you got money on your account or something like that, might be worth it. My odds, uh, five dollar bet has this paying out over seven or over three thousand dollars right now. It is a bit of a large parlay, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if this is worth the run here, guys. My current eleven pick parlay at plus seventy one thousand nine hundred and seventy nine. Five dollar wager pays out three thousand six hundred and four dollars. Terry McLaren. Over yards, 58.5. Tyreek Hill over receptions, 5.5. Quez Watkins over receiving yards, 23.5. Kyle Pitts over receptions, 4.5. Jamar Chase over receptions, 5.5. Joe Flacco under on passing yards, 233.5. Darnell Mooney over receptions, 4.5. Damian Pierce over rushing yards, 47.5. Keenan Allen over on receptions, 5.5. Sky Moore over on receiving yards, 20.5. And Nick Westbrook, a kind, over receiving yards, 28.5. So that's it, guys. That's where we're running this week. Hopefully, this will help you guys out. If you're still in need of assistance beyond this, tune in Sunday morning at 1030, live on our Facebook and live on our Twitch. We will be going live, as we have for the last two seasons, to give you the best help we can offer here, give you guys our stardom, sit our discussions, read off all the lists. But guys, that'll do it. Until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them. Peace out, guys.